Hey, I think that's got it. Mark Freeland is on the line, is in the house. I am in the house. The technology. Uh, Mark is a little bit shaky right now, man. Hey? Is it a bit shaky? It's kind of low. Are you there now? You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the Calgary Business Podcast. And Mark, you're on episode number 113. And you're in the remote studio, and I guess your studio is the Two Rivers Distillery. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just sitting at my desk at uh, in the in the distillery. So you you guys are located down in the black. Is it kind of Blackfoot Industrial? Yeah, right off Forty Second Avenue in Manchester. Kind of, we're we're right in the heart of the Barley Belt. I was just gonna say that's like the, you know, there's I, I had Prairie Dog Breweries from down or Village Village Breweries down there. Prairie Dog's not too far. I think they're yep. on, and then. Yeah, it seems to be a real brewery hub. Is that a brewery slash distillery hub? Are you the only uh, hard liquor distillery in that area? No, Confluence is about two, well, about three blocks away from us as well. And there's a there's a smaller distillery called Skunk Works, and he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a he's a I think he's a, a aeronautical engineer, a fluid engineer, or something. And it's it's something to do with with aerospace engineering, anyways. But um, he well, he does he just does sugar shine there and they're 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 pretty small operation but sugar yeah, shine it yeah, sounds like shine. it sounds like a moonshine type that of- is a moonshine yeah it, it's a moonshine where they just use they just use sugar to do their ferments so it's it wow. yeah yeah well look, look look I wanted to start off first because I know you said the thing you're really busy with right now is is kind of the efforts on the hand sanitizer for COVID nineteen maybe what how did that how did that come up well. Well, two reasons. One, um, I saw that there was there was like a worldwide shortage and in, in need for it. And yeah. And two, um, when we closed down our tasting room a couple of weeks ago, like you, you know, maybe maybe if I kind of back up a little bit. Yeah, we, sure, we, absolutely, uh, absolutely. We we opened. Well, we got our our um, our Class A license on December 23rd. <laughs> so, so I, uh, so, so we opened for business two days before Christmas, which right. is in the liquor business is it complete, complete. We, we wasted and missed, missed our window. The whole, huge, the real huge. holiday. Uh, buyer. Well, yeah. Our, our original open date was supposed to be last March, but yeah, we had a, a lot of, a lot of hurdle, hurdles and issues that we had to deal with, with, uh, with a lot of civic, civic departments that don't understand anything about distilling and you know sure i yeah i understand treating us like we were like we were mating making uh using depleted uranium or something like that is crazy but anyway so so we got we got open um december 23rd and you know that's going into the uh i mean you got two days man you could have you should have really worked your your butt off to get yeah we did we did we get we (laughs) If it wasn't for friends and family, I tell you, yeah. <laughs> those first first couple of weeks anyway. So, it, you know, January was right off. February was right off. Yeah. Um, March, we started seeing a little bit of traction and we're like, OK, like, you know, we're almost to a point where, where we're not in the red anymore um, on a weekly basis. And then, uh, yeah, and then, then COVID-19 hit full swing and everyone started to, it was the whole, ma- not the mandatory, but the people were starting to go, well, you know, we should restaurants and bars and everyone yeah. were, were kind of closing down. So, so I talked to my partner and I said, yeah, it's probably, 
you know, it's a good idea that we do that. We don't, we don't want to be that guy that that's open while everyone else is still down, even though we really need it to be open. Sure. <laughs> so, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Kind of like the prohibition. I'm thinking, I literally, when I first uh, connected, I was thinking it's like the prohibition time, you know, in the 1920s or whatever it was when, you know, just run, running alcohol, but you're not, you're running a hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was the whole thing when we shut down and we're like, okay, well, I guess we're, we're just going to sell, sell our spirits out of the distillery and, and yeah. do some deliveries and all that. And, and you know, it wasn't, we weren't making anywhere near enough revenue to keep the lights on. So then all of a sudden I, I started seeing that. Oh, Mark, every, every, breaking up, oh. breaking up a little bit there. Oh, sorry. Are we still there? It's kind of, kind of choppy waters. Yeah. There I, I, I wonder, because uh, this should be on Wi-Fi, shouldn't it? It is the wi the Wi-Fi impact impacts it a little bit. So, oh, okay. But it's mostly, um, mostly the, the phone lines, eh? Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's yeah, you're still pretty this, shaky. This, I wonder if we can. Yeah, I can't hear you now, Mark. Okay, I wonder if I can go somewhere else. I don't know, but it's gonna be super loud. That's the only thing. That's fine. No, with the background uh, noise. Let's do that. Let's do because you have better Wi-Fi out there. Let's do there. Uh, no, yeah, the Wi-Fi is actually. Yeah, the the phone coverage around here is pretty garbage. It's still very choppy, Mark. Okay, I'm gonna see if. I can get on. I'm going to bounce. I'm going to suggest we bounce off and then try and we'll get back on. Okay, I'll, enough. I'll call you on your mobile and then we'll just go direct from there. We'll go from the. In okay, sounds good. Oh, sure. So, Mark, we were a little bit choppy there. Maybe you could repeat your starting point. Like what got you get on the hand sanitizers? Oh, okay, sure. Well, like I was saying, we. Um, after we shut down the tasting room, that was that was a large part of our our revenue stream. And, and being a uh, being a new business, it was you know absolutely sure. terrifying <laughs> to think that holy cow, you know we were we were we were in the red yeah. as it was, and now now we're going to be even more in red. So sure. um, I was kind of racking my brain, thinking, okay, well, how can we up production and get some more of our alcohol out there? have you know and so we started offering deliveries and all that and then then i noticed or i started hearing about all the the shortages of uh hand sanitizer so i was so i was like well, well i can make that so looked into actually what the world health organization was recommending right um for for uh for a recipe for the hand sanitizer and i was like okay well they want you know 83 percent alcohol and then, then they want you to mix that with uh, with with four percent uh peroxide at a three percent strength and you know like one percent of glycerin just just so your hands don't completely dry out so right wait what's glycerin is that like glycerin being like nitroglycerin or just I, i've heard that term but what is it well glycerin is, is one of the main ingredients that's used in soap Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of the moisturizer, I guess, more than anything. So sure. It's almost our the glycerin we got. Well, everything that we have to do is food grade. I don't know why it would have to be food grade, but it needs to be food grade. So, um, the glycerin's made from uh, from vegetable oil. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I and I actually bought it from. Uh, there's a, a soap a commercial soap shop. Yeah. In town, so yeah, so um, bought it from them. Really, anyways, yeah. So 
so I thought, okay, well, I can get I can get these all of these ingredients. So and I can definitely make the make the ethanol, even though it's such a high concentrate, it's so much higher than what we <laughs> than forty proof in our spirit. Well, yeah, you know, our vodka is forty percent, and yeah, and and you know this. This uh, in in the hand sizer is eighty three percent. We're using twice as much twice as much spirits in a bottle of hand sanitizer as we do in a bottle of vodka. But yeah, wait, wait, that, so wait that's that's the that's the content alcohol content. But is it is it percentage of proof? Because this is maybe like I'm a bit naive. Because if it's eighty three percent, is it more alcohol by volume or just by by? Yeah. Co- well, well, proof proof is kind of. Um, uh, what the Americans use for ABV and proof is just double alcohol by volume, right? So if something's yeah. if something's forty five ABV, then it's ninety proof, right? So, oh, okay. so usually, usually in Canada we use alcohol by volume. Yeah. So so yeah. So my volume, my uh, uh, vodka is forty percent alcohol by volume, but if we if if it was in proof, it'd be eighty. Right. So okay, so you 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 yeah. could if if you took the the vodka. Let's just take the scenario of two bottles. If I have eighty yeah. proof, I dilute it with water, whatever I need. I can make two bottles if I have one bottle. You know what I mean? Like so, the volume of one bottle could be two if it's eighty proof. Well, it's for- not eighty proof, <laughs> but be, the, then they both be forty proof, wouldn't they be? Just no, no. Be, yeah, they'd be forty proof, but actually the hand sanitizer <laughs> is eighty three percent. Alcohol, okay. okay. By volume, it's not proof, so it's actually <laughs> so eighty-three percent. That'd be one hundred and sixty-six proof. Oh, this is crazy. Okay, so we yeah, yeah. we need to go back yeah. to chemistry one or bi- is it chemistry or biology? <laughs> but look, I, I look. Let's 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 continue because I like this. So you you sort of said let's make some hand sanitizer. Let's get it yeah. out there. Yeah, Who's- so I started looking into that and, and if it would be possible, and then I was like, yeah, it could, it'll be possible. You know, we could we can we can make it here and yeah. And just not in crazy amounts of volume. And uh, then uh, we applied for our, our licensing and that through through Health Canada and and got approved for all that and made, nice. did a couple little test runs of the hand sanitizer and, and got that checked out by one of the local labs that uh, does sure. all the al- alcohol testing around here just to <laughs> make sure that everything was copacetic. <laughs> yeah. Everything was good. So it was like, yeah, okay, well, let's flip production and we'll just start making hand sanitizer. So, so who, that's what we've been doing ever since. Who's buying Is it like Calgary Co-op, Sobeys, or how, who's buying it from you? Okay, so now you're selling. Who do you sell to? You were saying, Mark? Mostly it's uh, it's individuals that are, that are um, calling in or have seen that we're doing it on Facebook or Instagram and um, we've had like a couple larger companies call wanting, you know, thousands and thousands of bottles. Right. And I'm just like, and for one, I don't want to just give it all to one person. I, I'd like to help them out if I could, yeah. but, but for me just to give everything to one, I think it's not really fair. It would be so much easier and a lot less work for me, but, but there's a lot of people out there that, that you know, need just it. need a couple they need a couple bottles for their house or for their folks or their grandparents or something. So I'm not gonna, not gonna deny that. To, well, you're to not them, you know, right? so. you're not far from Calgary Food Bank, and I'm not. I'm just saying because I know yeah. James McCara was was a guest on the podcast a while, and that was a big thing for them because they've got to sanitize or disinfect the tra- like. There's a massive transfer of food intake and yeah. outtake. 
And I'm, I'm just yeah. putting it, if you haven't talked to them, maybe that's an idea. But yeah, look, they, I, they've actually gotten hold of me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. So they're just, yeah, they're 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 uh, they've got a chain of command that they've got to go through before they can order anything. So yeah, we might, but they want a lot as well. And it's like, guys, I can't supply everything for you. <laughs> I, else can, I can only I only got a couple of bottles of moonshine here, guys. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right? It's pretty. It's pretty funny. So yeah, no, the feedback's been great. Um, you know, I'm trying to. It, it's hard because everybody really needs it, right? We'll yeah. Get, we'll get a trucking company that'll call and say, "Oh, I, you know, I need this for for all of our guys out in the field." And, sure. Okay. Well, how much do you need? Well, I need 600 bottles. And I'm like, well, I can't get you 600 bottles. They, you know, yeah, I can get you 60. Okay, we'll take it, right? So, you know, that's kind of nice. Well, what you can. The way I'm doing what I can. So, I'm working 16 hours a day where the still is running like from six in the morning till 10 at night it's uh i've got my wife in here helping me a lot right it's it's a buddy of mine's here today helping out so it's like yeah it's all hands on deck right now for sure so the i mean just i mean i see this is the accountant in me i'm gonna think wow so if you're running this the distillery and those you know they're running full bore how is there maintenance is there a maintenance program that's got to hit in at some point or is it not it's too early definitely as soon as as soon as things slow down i'm gonna have to do like a really hard clean yeah on on everything but but right now i can kind of i can stretch it a little bit because this isn't for consumption right so if if there are any odd flavors that are coming out of it (laughs) you know it's it's not like you're gonna drink it so i'm not too worried if the smell isn't so pretty sure you know like you know unfortunately (laughs) at this point we're just trying to make as much as we can, as fast as we can. But you did say it's. You did say earlier this food grade, the, gr- the glycerin's food grade. I mean, yeah. People, yeah. But you're not supposed yeah. to touch your face, your hands and mouth. You know, in this period, so yeah. don't don't taste yeah. it. Don't taste it. But look, so let's go yeah. back because you know that whole process of of alcohol making production of alcohol, and you you know yeah. what got you started. I, I don't know your background, so you know what got you started. And I think your partner's Ma- is it Matthew Love? Is that your partner? Uh, he's 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 one of our silent partners. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, my, my actual partner that works at the distillery is named Patrick Roy. Oh, okay. And he does. He's he's in charge of uh, of the tasting room. And he does um, he does the books and stuff like that. So sure. My job my job's all the production side of it. So were you guys sitting around one day and said they were sipping a vodka? Which like I I worked in Russia a lot, so the vodka is really mean, it means a lot to me. Um, but uh, were you just sitting around and said, "God, we can do this our own," or is that is that how the story was? Kind of. I was. I don't know. I got to a stage in my life where, where you know, I was working at a job and I was making I was making good money. And, sure. But it just it just wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't inspiring. As is the company itself was kind of a, had been in a rut for years and years, and it didn't really look like it was ever going to kind of change. They were happy where they were. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately or unfortunately for me, I kind of, I like to be going hard all the time or I, or I get pretty bored. Right. So I've been, I've been, uh, I've been distilling and making beer for years at, at home and, and all my buddies were, you know, this is, this is pretty good. <laughs> so ah, so okay. one day I, one day I said to my wife, I went, uh, yeah, I wonder if I should uh, do this for this for a living yep so making your own from home and then then you said you guys are saying let's start this on our own 
Well, well, yeah, not really. It kind of started out started out with it was my crazy idea. Yeah, and you know, I went I went to my wife and said, "Hey, you know what? I think I think I might look at doing this." And she laughed at me and and <laughs> you know said, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, sure, sure you are." And then I then I basically took took a couple months and actually researched everything that uh, that I need to do to do a startup. Yep. And then, then I realized that there was zero chance that I could do it with with my own money. It just would cost way too much. So sure. Then I went out and started looking for partners and and found guys like uh, like Matt and, and Pat and a couple other guys that were they're definitely interested in it. And and I was like, okay, boys, get in here and and but you let's went get this going. So different because you and I talked offline a little bit because the beer process and I, I said you used the word. The the wart. So what comes up? So the the to make vodka, you start with beer. Is that is that right? Yeah. Every, everything everything starts with beer, basically, and it's 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 not well, it's not really beer. Yeah. Because um, brewers brewers do an extra step. Brewers once they pull uh, the wart off of the grain and the louder ton, when they sparge it all and collect that, they they'll throw it in a boil kettle. Okay. And boil it all off because they want to kill the enzymes and any any bacteria or any wild natural yeast that's that gets mixed into it. Right. Whereas us as distillers, we don't worry about that so much. If the <laughs> ferment gets a little bit contaminated by you know, there's a couple strains of bacteria like there's lactobacillus and and uh, a couple other ones. And, and if if as long as it doesn't get really badly infected. We don't worry about it because you're not going to drink that beer. So I, a good analogy, I think, would be to almost say that the 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 wash that we use that goes into the still is is almost like a sour beer in some ways. Right. Def, definitely not as not as tasty as a but, sour but beer. Let's but. go back to your beer. So when you were your days of doing the beer down in the basement or wherever, yep. you know, the garage. Yep. I mean, you yep. were you, you still you would just ferment it longer so you get the flavor. How does that? Because I'm no, really no. Actually, the ferment is shorter for distilling because you're not worried about brewers. Brewers ferment a little bit longer because they want the yeast to really clean up the beer, right? And make sure there's there's nothing any weird flavors and stuff in there. Right? Sure. Whereas for us, the still the still cleans it up, right? So you know our wash can can have some a little bit of funkiness to it, and we just we throw it in the still and. <laughs> And it cleans it up, and especially if you're doing vodka, right? Because vodka, vodka gets run through the still. Yeah. Well, we run it through our still three times. We triple distill it, but but you know, and whiskey, whiskey as well. Whiskey gets triple pot distilled, and then it sits in the wood for three years, right? So if there's any any little oddness in it, it it uh, it's it's going to be taken out during the distilling process. So we don't right. worry about that as much as brewers. So okay, so you've got you've got uh, you're, you're doing vodka, some whiskeys. Gin? Yeah. Are you doing gin as well? I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a big gin guy. I love gin, so I'm always working on new gins. We've got we've got three right now, and and as soon as uh, if the farmers markets and everything ever get open, yeah, and and we ever get a spring and some things start growing, I've got a couple other botanical gins that I'm going to do small nice. releases for this summer as well, What's using it? local uh, local um, fruit and, and stuff like that. So. Well, that's incredible. The whole process is my, you know, I mean, we could probably have a podcast on that itself. But yeah. the, the the last, uh, I remember about a year ago, 
and it was just something maybe a couple of years ago and there was this whole thing in gin re it was not the gin itself but it was the this flavor these these trendy the tonic waters you know because i guess yeah. canada dry and schweppes had, had dominated that for decades and yeah. suddenly these trendy i don't know if you heard about that but these trendy sort of tonic waters came out on the market yeah like fever trees and stuff like that there you go yeah yeah fever trees are good I, I, we actually i make my own tonic here so nice when we when we serve a gin and tonic in our tasting room it's with with my my tonic that i've i've done to really accentuate the flavors and the botanicals right. that i put in my gin and then we just we just use soda water to give it its bubbles so sure yeah So yeah, so it was that fever tree, but it was—it's a premium. It's a premium tonic water. Yeah, it's really good. I like—I like it myself for sure. But it, it didn't have the exact flavors that um, that would really accentuate the botanicals in my gin. Like my gin's a London dry gin, but it's pretty back botanical heavy, which means it's gonna have more of the the notes from the cinnamon and. Uh, oh, okay. the cardamom and wow. the, the anise that's in it, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fever tree is, is a little bit more for uh, a citrusy okay. uh, gin. So, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I, I, I do, I have the, I like the taste and a gin and tonic is, is always nice, but uh, no, you, oh, yeah. you, you and I talked a little bit offline and, and, and you know, that process of learning, uh, for me, it seems like you can learn a lot on the internet these days and just go out and, and open your own brewery, but is there a certification involved? Well, you don't have to be legally certified to, right. to be a distiller, but you know it's like anything. If you want to be really good at your at your craft, um, you need to have a good foundation of knowledge. I, I sure. And myself personally, um, uh, I have a university degree in uh, archaeology and history, and I've always been a kind of person that that likes to. Dig up, I, dig up the information. Look at yeah. the, <laughs> look closely under a microscope. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Like, and, and I want to kind of know what other people are doing, and, and you know, because trial and error on big expensive equipment is, you know, not probably not the best <laughs> right. way to do things. Right. So yeah. So I, I I'm certified through um, uh, the Institute of uh, Brewing and Distilling. They're they're out of London, England. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's um, they're actually uh, associated with Harriet Watt. Harriet Watt is one of the uh, premier schools in in the world for for distilling. So wait, Harriet Watt's like a think tank or something, isn't it? Or yeah, they're out of I, I I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like they're one of their their main things is they have a, a master distilling program out of there. That's actually, incredible. a friend of mine is is a master's student in it right now and he's just working on this on his thesis and then he'll be certified through Harry so which is pretty cool but so um, you had to go did you go to London or did you do I, remotely I actually did it was all distance learning Harry okay. Watts you have to go you have actually have to go over and, and attend some some classes there but personally I, 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 I'd love to yeah <laughs> but there's just no way that I could get over there and do that at this time but well yeah maybe someday Travel, travel. Uh, you probably wouldn't be able to travel anyway. But I, yeah. how did you? I mean, like, how long did that take? Were you doing it in parallel? Uh, so opening the the Two Rivers Distillery was it all? How, what was the sequencing? Well, it took. This has been this 
has been almost a four-year project for me. So I kind of did all of the all of the um, education and, and everything yeah. before before I really pulled the pin in and ordered all the equipment because I wanted to make sure that this was something that you know that I wasn't that I was that I was going to at least be able to do decently, right. If, right. You know, and not and something that I wanted to do because who knows if people get crazy ideas all the time, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, it it's going through, of, it's executing, and the realization, yeah, I'm really doing this. Well, for sure, right? And and then the more I started learning about it, the more I realized that yeah, this is this is right up my alley. It's very very creative and. And, and especially being a small craft distiller, you, you've got so much flexibility. I can pretty much make whatever I want, whenever I want sort of thing, right? So it's it's great. Well, that's a, that, it's incredible. I mean, to go, as you said, you're an archaeologist and a histor- history major. You know, I mean, there's a lot of history in alcohol brew making. I don't know about the rocks and such, there but, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's an there incredible... Is. For me, I'd be like, wow. I mean, I'd be writing books or write me whatever it is on that side and have it available for in my distillery. And people say, oh, I'm having this vodka. And then you go, oh, by the way, uh, you know, in the, in the Russia, we used to make vodka. <laughs> okay. Well, that was our shtick. We um, kind of, well, part, part of the inspiration for, for the whole distillery was um, I found out... Uh, Probably well, probably about eight or nine years ago. That um, I had a great uncle that that fought in World War War. Right. And I and I never I never even I never even knew that he existed. But um, uh, I always knew that my grandfather fought in the First World War. Right. Right. And that he was that he was he fought in the Battle of Amy Ridge. And I found out um, I don't know yeah probably eight or nine years ago that that my great uncle Alex, his younger brother, was was there with my grandpa James and he, he got killed on the first day of the battle. So wow. it, it, and he was just a kid. He was 18 years old. And, yeah. and, and honestly, I was at a period in my life where it, it kind of really, it, it hit home because I was trying to put myself in, in their position. These young kids that, you Isn't know, that crazy. Gave, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 They gave up everything to go over, go overseas and serve their country. And they knew that it was just, like people, the the mortality rate was extremely high. And, That's right. And, and but you know they 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 did it. And and for me, uh, it, it was it was I was, it's hard for anyone that hasn't gone through something like that to wrap their head around it. So um, it really inspired me. I and, and I I just threw myself into Vinnie Ridge and learned as much as I could about it. And I actually found uh, the recipe for the for the ration no. of rum. Wow, that, that yeah, they used in they the military. Were, the guys were using yeah because yeah because the guys got uh, in the first world war they got a pint of, of navy strength rum. A wow, week. and navy strength rum is like sixty five percent. It's it's just huge. So these guys like they were pretty they were pretty lit up most of the time. These 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 well and you'd have to be to deal with that. Oh, yeah. a nightmare that would have been right. So wow, but, so uh, there's a, there is a yeah, history there. Yeah. So yeah. So they that that side of it was. And then I started thinking about, wow, man, like, I wonder what it would be to make that rum. And we don't make rum yet, but at some point I'm going to make a little, a little bit of rum. Not a lot, but but maybe, you know, a couple small batches. But, but it's incredible. So it, the learning, if you go, you know, the certificate, the certificate, but the learning process. But you take that that foundation, and it's incredible how long, I mean, what it, historically they may have been making alcohol or, or 
for for hundreds of years. I mean, I, you think back oh, yeah. to kings and yeah, yeah. Well, they first started distilling in in you know in um, Ireland and Scotland. Well, the, the first the first distillers were in the Middle East. Yeah, but it didn't actually really start taking off as as a as in Europe for for consumption until yeah, the seventeenth and eighteenth century. And didn't really start. Okay. Really coming into fashion until the the nineteenth century when uh, the coffee still was invented, and the coffee still was um, uh, was a still where you could rectify the spirit as you were distilling it the first time. So <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating. But it, the Middle East, because I was in the Middle East for ten years, I, I didn't. They literally started there. And why was the Middle East? Where's that? Where's that come from? Well, they just they just uh, I don't know. They just they're chemists. We're we're distilling liquor for like liquor has been distilled for a long time, but 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 often it was used for medicine or okay, okay. Or, or perfume or something like that. Like it, yeah. it it wasn't it hasn't really been for consumption been used as for consumption. Yeah, until like I said, until it started coming out in high volumes, and you couldn't make high volumes of it until they started making the well basically in the industrialization of it right right so, right so, and that wasn't until the, the 19th century so but but yeah but isn't it ironic because you're you're saying like the history was for medicinal purposes and now we're back at, you're back at that making it yeah. for you know the hand yeah, sanitizer crazy well there's a lot of distilleries in the first world war and the second world war in, in canada too that, that switched over to production for 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 the war effort and that too so that you know distilleries have kind of always had that flip the switch sort of thing when times of need and yeah and, and right and produce things that 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 help people out so yeah it's kind of i don't know it's just kind of what we do i guess yeah i guess i mean the distillers i see across you you probably said earlier the instagram you're seeing the call to arms uh, for this the covid19 war and yeah i guess the distillers are playing that part and i you know, I, I'm fascinated. Going back to our earlier conversation, the 83 being 166. But um, look, I guess you have to you have to manage your supply chain. Is that are you seeing that as an issue, or in some because some of the new things you need to buy, or? Yeah, well, well, for us, I'm using the the, the biggest problem with the hand sanitizer is just the amount of alcohol that I have to use to put into one bottle, right? Like, right. Like if you think of it this way, if I do a seven fifty milliliter bottle of hand sanitizer at eighty three percent volume, <laughs> that's basically enough alcohol to make two bottles of vodka. Okay. Okay. So you know we're 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 selling it for enough to to cover our costs a little bit, but it, at the end of the day, I'd much rather make that into vodka. No, no, no question. Sell that right. So, but hey, it is what it is. And, and I'm and I'm not complaining at all. Don't even for a so, second think that I am. I'm not. But no, I understand. But, so the, the, there's yeah. a real, there's a reality of it. But so the yeah. when you when you think of your and and hopefully with the government, and I'm not you know I'm not here good or bad. I'm just saying there's initiatives out there that seem to be made for small businesses, and maybe that'll come up. And you're you know, I was thinking more of you earlier about the if you put it in a bottle, you're talking about a vodka bottle or a just a yeah. glass bottle. And well, we were we were when we first first started producing this one of the one of the big problems was there's zero containers right we were looking at actually you know maybe eight ounce or yeah. 10 ounce uh hand sanitizer bottles and you know those are eight to ten weeks out at least oh, so we're okay. like, well, 
we're like, yeah, screw that. Like, there's no chance. So we could, by the time we get those, it's too late, right? Yeah. You know, so so I just said, well, forget it. We'll just we'll put them in our spirit bottles, <laughs> which sucks <laughs> because our spirit bottles are are well, they're not custom made, but they might as well be. <laughs> right, right. So so yeah, the bottle the bottle itself is carries a carries a really big cost. So, but I, I've been able to to source um, this week more affordable. Uh, yeah, seventeen point four ounce, which is. 417 milliliter PET bottles. So oh, okay. those ones, yeah, it, those ones have, it's a little bit more work to, to bottle them, obviously, because it's less volume, but at the end of the day, they're they're not glass, so they're not going to break. Do you use like a funnel, or I mean, is it a massive funnel <laughs> thing, or is it, how is it? No, I have to do it all by, by hand. hand. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I use, I use a five liter jug in, in a bloody funnel, and it sucks, and it takes forever. But. But that's yeah, yeah. The, our bottler, our bottler, we can't make it work for those little bottles. So she's all handwork. Well, I that, I'm going to tell you. So if you ever listen to Gary Vaynerchuk or any you know the social media out there, that little process what you're doing right there, video, put that up on you know just show people what you're doing in video yeah. that and say you know I'm still here. I'm funneling it. I'm funneling it through. You know that's a, yeah. a classic. Send me a photo because I'll use that on my. Yeah. For the tag, this uh, you know, this podcast because I'd I'd love oh, to, for sure. I'd love totally, to see yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. So, Mark, look, really, thanks for taking the time out today, and and I, you know, for me, I, I just wish I was there to see it and visualize it, and I'm sure you're doing your best in your 16 hour days. Anything I can do is get the message out for you guys and let people know. I'll do what I can. Um, yeah, and it. and when the when things go back to quasi normal, you know, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll do a shot of uh, something. But uh, yes. this is a children. Yes, this is a child-friendly podcast. We're not drinking anything illegal. But, yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> well, look, Mark. Really, thanks to you and Patrick and and your your partners out there, and 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 stay safe, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day.